Okay, we're back, constantly varied. This week, it's just me and James Rankin. Hi, Jamie. How's it going? Yeah, great. Listen, let's dive into our usual start. We're going to talk training. Okay. But two things to ask you. Number one, is this is it still going? How it's been going? Yeah. And number two, any training lessons this week? Um, is it still going? What did I say last week? I was having a mere time. It was just oh, a bit. You? Yeah. I thought you were on one, no? Yeah, you but been, I, like, like I was getting a bit of uh, getting a bit frustrated and like coming up against a bit of a brick wall and some things and not wanting to go to class sometimes. So, geez, since we last spoke, I've trained twice. Wednesday, Friday, took Monday off because it was a bank holiday because I couldn't get in. Actually, <laughs> I was on the wait list. I was like tenth on the wait list <laughs> for Monday. Um, but it's been yeah, fine. Like. I feel like I kind of vented about it a little bit and then things just cleared. Right. So it's going okay. I don't know. I Back in the groove? Yeah. I did Jose's snatch class l- last Tuesday and that went pretty good. And Wednesday I was feeling a bit meh about it. But then today I spent the morning coaching and now I'm just really looking forward to training this afternoon. Okay. Doing more snatching. Right, so obstacles yeah. cleared, back on the... Obstacles cleared, Because you've yeah. made some serious progress in the last Yeah, few I'd weeks. been on a bit of a wave, definitely. Yeah. And and I guess that's never sustained long-term, long-term. No. And when you catch a wave like that, it might be a few weeks where you're... That's probably the longest I've had it ever, to be honest. Like, the, everything went my way all the time. Yeah, so you were laying the groundwork for game day there. Yeah. And now it's get back in the groove, get yourself, like, feeling really conditioned, yeah. and it'll all happen. Precisely. Then a lesson around that is um, actually what I've written down here in my notes is a healthy dose of frustration is probably the most underrated ingredient when it comes to progress. And that's from a, that's a me telling me thing, but then based on how interactions are going with a lot of my morning crew at the minute, there's days where things go flying and I get the messages, that was great today, love that today, can't believe I did that today. And then there's the other days of like, I'm just not fucking getting this. Like, I don't get it. Why is it not working? I don't feel like I'm making any progress. And those days are, like, we need the wins. Like, if you never have a good day, we wouldn't want to do it. But if every day is a great day and everything feels great all the time, you're just going to get bored of it. You're not yeah, really going to make the progress. And you might be, you might, it might be a signal that you're sitting a bit comfortably. Yeah, you're just cruising. Yeah, exactly. So that bumping up against the limitations is the point there. Yeah. So you gotta if you're not having the frustrating days, <clears throat> you need to change something to have go, them. Go create them. Go bit. create them. And if you are having them, good job. Sit with it. And it it always comes comes good for people. Always. Yeah. Deadly. Okay. How's your training going? Uh yeah, I'm still on the like I'm hitting speed bumps everywhere still. <laughs> um but I'm still Same grabbing sessions. Week, yeah. Yeah, I've been in this, same as your good groove, I've been in this sort of struggle bus for a yeah. while, but I've been still picking off sessions enough to keep myself going, and um, when I do the sessions, I'm still running into like pain and roadblocks and all those things, So, um, it's but it's still going, I'm still in the game, that's the main thing. Uh, you know, you go, you, just like when you ride the wave of positivity, when you're in the negativity, you've got to ride that wave as well, yeah. and say, stay in the fight. Just keep swimming. Yeah, keep swimming exactly. So I'm in that I'm in that zone, and there's quite a few things going on externally to the training that are affecting it that are slowly getting sorted out right now. Yeah, and I think another week or two, those will calm down. I think training will come a bit more back online. Then the lesson for me then in all that 
we we discussed that aging mindset podcast last yes. week and one of the things that really jumped out to me in all of the the things that were said was this gritty mindset when you're aging and for me it's like yeah you do still need to have a grit like it can't be just everything's going to be great even though i'm aging it's also it's making the adjustment to say things aren't going to go smoothly and you need to have the mindset to deal with that so i was doing that you know the workout with the 40 cals 40 thrusters 40 oh, yeah, box jumps yeah yeah I, I was doing that in class and got through the cals got through the thrusters i was on the box jumps and deep into them I took off for one of them and my back seized midair. I was like, whoa, something just went there. So I landed on the box on my knees. And I had to sit there and go, okay, something's gone. Took about 10 seconds. Yeah, it's definitely gone. <laughs> right. So then I then what I was happy with was like that's that the switch flicked in my head. Gotta get keep moving here. So I went straight to what can I do? I was like, stood up, can I double under? Nope. Can I, can I ski because I've already done the rower? Nope. Can I do wall balls? Nope. So I was just doing the assessment in a five, six second, quick bang, bang, bang. What can I do? Bike, go get the bike. Jumped on it, looked at the clock. I've got like seven minutes, 100 calories. Let's just blast them out. Oh. And at the end of it, I came away feeling like I'd, I'd achieved quite a lot, even though I'd hit that thing. Yeah. Whereas recently, more recently, um, I've probably been having a little tantrum in my head when something goes wrong like here I am again what the mm. fuck like why can't I just get through it like, yada, yada, so did yada. you still have that moment of oh I had it for about four seconds like and, it was really short and then how did you was it just like a question in your head like what can I do next or and I think I was trying to think about this was this like I caught the moment and switched sooner because that's what happened yeah but I definitely think I went in having listened to that podcast having had the discussion with yeah. you guys and I'd already made a decision that these are going to be a reality and now you have to have a better reaction to it. Yeah. So it was already like almost pre-built into the system nice. and that's what I was really happy with. So my lesson is like, that is the difference. It's, it's like the same thing happened, but my reaction was better. Mm. And I came away feeling like that was a great training session today. And I walked off the back and within three days it was kind of back to normal. Yeah. So there was no big disaster. So um, yeah, I think... For me, I'm going to keep hammering on that now. Yeah. And see, can I make it work for me? Sounds oh. like it can really work, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, happy enough. Love that. Okay, so I hope everyone else's training is going well. We've got game day coming up. So, like... Countdown's well and truly on now, isn't it? Oh, we're a few weeks out. And what I'm loving to see is all of the progress along the way, yeah. which is the whole point. Like, we had that muscle-up day. The ring swings, the ring turnovers. Yeah. And the amount of people who were just popping over the Three rings. Three people in my class has got their first muscle up. Yeah. And then other people just got them better. Some people got... Do you know who got surprisingly close? And she'll admit this. Julian. She was really close. Man, she's so close. Yeah. So for people who are traditionally struggling with the gymnastics, yeah. you're starting to see them coming up. I see people all over the place getting their first pull up. Yeah. Uh, and this was the whole point of choosing this, this really hard task. It's starting to happen now, which we'd hope to see. So um, I think I think overall the training has been tough, but mm. now we're starting to see the, the benefits. And I think the gymnastics stuff, we've talked about this before, I think on training diaries, gymnastics is such blind progress. Like nothing, 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 nothing. Oh. yeah. And it's just like, it. it's having to put your faith kind of in your coach, in the programming, in the environment that you're in and go, they say it's gonna work. It's worked for everything else should work for this too 
Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what has to happen. And for the people who just go, they kind of surrender to it. They're like, I trust you. It's yep. clicking. Yeah, yeah. You have to trust that the you're at zero. The one is going to happen, yeah. and you don't you don't get to see the point five, point six, point seven increments. That's a great way to put and, it. Yeah. But they're all happening, and then one day the one you hit the one is like ah, I can do it now. There it is. Yeah. So let's talk programming then. We've got program coming up for another week, and man, this we say this every week, but this every time, week, but this week it's something else, like genuinely. Like, you could go put this in any gym in the world, and they'll be like, oh, holy fuck. Yeah, this is a holy fuck week. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. So, um, to give you a, a taste of it. So, for the old school CrossFitters, they know that the classic CrossFit benchmark workouts are all named after different girls' names. And this week, we've got a touch of Cindy. We also have Grace. We have Isabel. We have Karen. And we've got Nicole all in one week. Some of them are in their traditional form and some of them are reworked and mixed in with others. But it's going to be one of those weeks where we get to touch base with some of the more traditional CrossFit stuff. Yes. And what's good about these workouts is they're, they kind of double up as training and tests yeah. all in one. They're kind of good for both. Yeah, it's a little checkpoint that you can, like if someone was to leave Bua and go to CrossFit fucking Sydney or something or other, Everyone there still knows what Grace is, what Cindy is, what Nicole is. And you can go, what's your Grace time? So one thing we definitely are doing is just Grace. Yeah. And we've been doing the training for Gwen, all the barbell cycling. And I thought, this is an opportunity to just put Grace in there when all of the hard work with barbell cycling has been done, the conditioning, the strength, and the skill of it. And I think what's going to be interesting is most people, when they pure their grace, they do strategic singles. Yeah. It's like one, one, one. And it's a really good strategy because you never get too exhausted. But, but if you're, <laughs> like, the fastest grace I've ever seen is like 59 seconds. That Dan Bailey, yeah. you know, and that it's unbroken. weapons grade, it's unbroken touch and go. If you want to go to that next level, you have to have a touch and go element to it. Yeah. We've been working the touch and go, so I can't wait to see some people attacking this, throwing punches and bunches like chunks and chunks of work rather than just chipping their way through it and see what's the fastest grace you've seen or coached like in one of your gyms do you know yeah it's been um it's definitely been sub two it's mm. just been under two minutes i think um i think i've i've seen a couple of people go around the two minute mark but i can't remember the exact time what's yeah. your, what's your best ever like a 151 i think yeah nice yeah i think nice. i did I certainly did 20 unbroken and then I think the last 10 just like where you know the second you let go of the bar mm. and that like shock into the system and then the last 10 felt like max effort cleaning jerks every single time I remember um, IFC a few years ago now Christopher was competing at it and he was doing pretty well he went out and won one of the workouts and Grace was in the programming it was just straight Grace so wow uh christopher being christopher just said i'm gonna go out and just see how far i can get yeah so i think he went to 23 unbroken <sighs> and then had to put it down and then he might have had to do two sets to finish it because <laughs> 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 he went so deep into yeah. the reserves and uh, but very impressive to watch so this is going to be an interesting little test so do you think for this i know we're kind of getting training diaries <laughs> asked about this box here yeah man, this is one of my favorite workouts of all time do you think people should try and approach this with like a a test mentality or a training mentality? Oh, definitely test. 
let's go for oh, it. Really? But so be a bit more strategic and go. I know uh, I can do fives and. But I think, like <laughs> Grace, will always be there. You'll be able to go and do it in singles anytime you want. Right, right. it'll yeah, come up yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Let's be a bit brave here and test yourself in chunks. That's what I'd say because most people won't want nice. it. Um, even if it's in fives or whatever, just just so you get the carryover to Gwen, build a bit of confidence yeah. there. But then also, who knows? You might surprise yourself. Yeah, he got a good shot. Yeah. So that's going to be coming up. I've got a question for you then with the programming. Mm. Your workout of the week. <sighs> Simple one this week because the workouts are so... Man, we've got home runs everywhere here. Yeah, that's what makes it not simple. It's so hard. Like, obviously Grace. It's one of my favorite workouts of all time. Grace and Diane, they're both right up there. But this concoction you have on Friday, like, is screaming at me. I'm, like, itching to give this a go. The six rounds for time, five snatches, 25 wall balls. So you have Isabel, 30 snatches, and Karen, 150 wall balls. Like those two workouts on their own suck. Yeah, they're really hard workouts on their own. On their own. I'm like, oh, this looks good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I really want to do this. And part of me is just like, I wonder, can I, speaking of barbell cycling, like, can I do five touch and go snatches at six kilos consistently? Can I stay unbroken for 25 wall balls? And then can I add a sense of urgency to all that? I'm like, holy smokes. And then Saturday, Nicole, 20 minute arm wrap, 400 meter run, max rep pull ups. And it's like, it's max rep pull ups. It's max rep, yeah. Max rep. But w- going back to that first one, um, this Carabelle thing. It, when Isabel meets Karen. Karen. <laughs> Is that what it's called? When yeah. Isabel meets Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, it's such a monster of a thing, isn't it? What's the time gap for this again? 20. Oh, um, 18, I something like 18, that. I think is what we said. Wow. 18. But um, I think it's going to be like one of those workouts where not letting the wall balls tear apart your snatches and not letting the snatches tear, tear apart, apart your, your wall balls. balls. Yeah. Is, that's where the challenge is because they can rip each other asunder yeah. in this one. Yeah, there's there's management in the workout. There's management. But but also, like you said, there's something nicer about doing both of them together than yeah. one of them at a time. There's, a, there's little mini challenges the whole way along. Yeah, so I think that's going to be a whopper. Yeah, I think that's my workout of the week. That's, that's your workout one. of the month. Jesus. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so I was torn between the two pull-up days. The one you mentioned already is Nicole. We haven't done that in forever. Mm. You run 400 and then you just do a set of pull-ups every time to failure and then you go and do it again. Yeah. That's 20 minutes. We've been doing so much pull-up work but not much kipping work. Yeah. And this is a chance to accumulate a big chunk. Yes. But then Monday we're also doing kipping pull-ups. Because we've got the Cindy thing. I think that's my workout of the week. So we've got the same time frame that Cindy normally is. Amra 20. But we're only doing three rounds of Cindy. So five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats. And then we have to go and do 30 box jumps. Then come back and do three rounds of Cindy. Then 30 box jumps. Yeah. And I'm just fascinated to watch what happens to everybody when the box jumps get mixed mixed in with them. Because we, we, uh, we talked about this in the training yeah. diaries that like it's such an upper body dominant workout cindy on its own yeah this, the air squats are a bit of a rest whereas the box jumps completely changes that totally um, and it should free us up we get a bit of a rest in the upper body to do more with the pull-ups and push-ups i wonder thinking about this now as well actually i wonder will the fact that you do three rounds of the 5 10 15 then 30 will that make you go a little bit quicker on the 5 10 15 i think so or will it make you go quicker on the box and then a bit more control through the cindy section 
Yeah, I think I think everyone will attack the Cindy rounds. Yeah, I think, I think that's a way to do it, isn't it? Yeah, and then and then f- find a smooth, smooth rhythm on the box. Smooth on the box. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But it's gonna be nice, like just body weight moving non-stop for 20 minutes that's one of those workouts do you remember last week's question if you could only do one for the rest of time that would be a good one because you literally got everything there like that body weight control upper body strength and then some level of explosiveness as well yeah you like, got a bit of everything yeah yeah i can't wait to do it it's going to be nice like yeah. find the right gear and just move i'm really you know normally you can look at a workout and go people are going to get between x and x rounds yeah, so hard i have to know. no fucking idea on this yeah, that box jump variable is going to be so hard to predict. So hard. Yeah. Big so week of training. Big week of training. Um, game day's approaching. Don't miss any days. No. Keep getting in. Keep making a progress. So when game day comes, we can just go and enjoy it. Okay, speaking of game day, just a quick reminder of the dates. Um, 2nd of September, we have our first game day this time. It's in Santry and Selbridge. And then the 9th of September is Nace, Dunlear and Smithfield. Don't forget, we're going to do the two workouts. We're going to snatch. We're going to do twenty point five, and then we're going to go celebrate. Yeah, like this is our three months hard work in the bag. We get to get together, sit around, have a beer, have some food, have some fun. So get the the date in the in the diary. Make sure you're free because the last one was so much fun. This one's going to be even better. So good, yeah. Deadly. Um, other events coming up in Bua. Then just to mention, we have powerful coming up. And it's oh no! It's powerful. happened by the time it's this happened. is released. Yeah, it's released. Yes, we've just missed it. We've just missed it. <laughs> so we're looking forward to powerful. Yeah. Well done to everyone who did it. <laughs> well done to everyone who did it. I hope it went great for you all. Um, and then this coming weekend, as you're listening right now, <laughs> will be turf games. Yes. So we've got a, a couple of teams. That's like a teams of six workout thing. It's wild. Yeah, it's wild. So it is wild. So if you want to, if you you're at a loose end at the weekend and feel like getting over and cheering on some of the boo crew, mm. get over and do that. Um, other things to mention then we know game day is coming between now and then we have our other two quarterly tests yeah they still haven't happened Gwen and Mono yeah they still haven't happened that means they're coming any day any second now now so <laughs> just keep your eye out for uh, on the programming so that you're you can make it in and you can show yourself all of the progress you've made okay deadly moving on let's get to a Jose question this oh. week we could have recorded a podcast on our discussion about this before the podcast. We, yeah, we were Half talking nine, we started talking about this question. <laughs> Ten o'clock, we started recording the podcast. Yeah, it's such a bloody hard one yeah, to answer, it is, isn't yeah. it? Okay, so let's, let's lay it out then. So we've got a time travel question. So you can spend a full day any, in any day in the past or in the future. And you can be in any place in the world to do it. You get the full day, you're actually there. You can't make money from it, so you can't go back and just like get a result and then, or go forward or get a result, yeah. go back and make money. It's not what it's for. This is for an experience that you can come back and have for the rest of your life. And you're not just like there watching. You're not. You're you're there, actually there. Yeah, yeah. So if you're on a World War Two battlefield, you could die. So just keep keep that in mind. <laughs> and we, yeah, we've had a great conversation about this already. And like, there's so many things looking back I, whenever you first sent me the question last night and you text me I was like oh of course Ford because I, I only thought in like the very small window of my life I'm like I don't want to go back to a day I've, ex- I've experienced that I have the memory if I don't have the memory it wasn't a fucking day I want to go forward and see what happens in like 10, 20, 30 years but then 
you were like, yeah, but what about the day they signed the agreement to end the war? What was that the Treaty of Versailles, wasn't it? Yes, and you're like, exactly. Imagine being there in that room or being... Or, or being on the streets of Paris. They've suffered for four years waiting for this fucking yeah. endless misery and, and it's over. And how did everyone react? Did they cheer? Did it like... like was like it it, there was no social media, so yeah, yeah. how did that go around? And then that got me thinking, like, well, what about, like, like I've read meditations, I've read a lot about Marcus Aurelius, I'm like, I wonder what that guy was actually like. Like, 2,000 years ago, if you went and spent the day with him, was he kind, generous, helpful, or did he just have moments and then he wrote nice things in a journal? Because that's all meditations is, it was just his journal. But I could write a journal and come across one way. <laughs> Absolutely, and then acted it. I nice know that would be very hard, obviously, but but like you could carefully curate. Yeah, I thought it would be nice to actually meet the band. Yeah, yeah. And then you mentioned like Aristotle and Socrates. And yeah, imagine and like being people. in the square when they're having their yeah. discussions in the school. And yeah, yeah, wouldn't that be unbelievable? Crazy. Now you can't speak Greek, but <laughs> oh, surely if you time travel, you maybe yeah, you're plopped into something where you can understand what's yes. going on. And Let's say that. I think that's very important. Then you got me thinking. I've been on social media does weird and wonderful things, doesn't it? But I liked a reel the other day, and then I got a plethora of very similar ones. And it was a Steve Jobs doing one of his presentations, and it was the the iPhone presentation. And then I was like, imagine being there the day he first held an iPhone. Like everyone on his team went, we've got we've it, done it. Like I wonder what his reaction was because there's that persona of him where like he was a bit of an asshole and but surely surely in that moment there was like euphoria and tears and everything surely yeah that moment where we've got it we've done the thing yeah, that we thought and we've changed the world because he did yeah for better or for worse he did. yeah it doesn't matter if you love <laughs> Apple or iPhone or not like yeah fucking everyone has an iPhone yeah it's insane yeah yeah absolutely yeah it got me thinking about um the other way of thinking about it, like you mentioned, what about like 10 years ahead in your own life? Like, that's that's terrifying to yeah. me. <laughs> you find that you're not there. Yeah. Like, yeah, you have the, this projection or, of where you would be in 10 years. Or other people are not there. Or, you know, like all of oh, those things. Of yeah, like such a terrifying prospect. So I don't think I'd have any interest in seeing my own future. Would you go further ahead into the future? Like the year 3000? Yeah, that's also terrifying because <laughs> what if nothing's left? <laughs> Nothing's there. You're just there for 24 hours I, like, this but, is shit. But then also you wonder like, say you're there, there's nobody there, it's nuclear holocaust, the place is just flat and no people. Then then you're wondering like, when did this happen? Yeah. You have no way of finding out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just pick a, put it in a different date like back to the future, no. can you? <sighs> yeah, and, and I wonder how far ahead you would go to find out like what, to have a sense of, should you do something different? Like, is it 100 years? Is it yeah, 300 years? Like you mentioned, the first day, the first people who are colonizing Mars. Yeah, are, like if we go there, imagine being the first group of people. Yeah, like landing. Wow. It'd be amazing. So have you, have you got one picked? The Marcus Aurelius thing is actually really sticking out to me. I'm like, I know, I, I almost have an image of images of gladiator in my head as well like that movie where like maybe you spent the morning fucking i know reading something and discussing something with him and then he's like right we need to you know, go rally the troops here that type of thing 
Like, I wonder. Yeah, I'd love to know what that was actually like. Being the head of the Roman, like the biggest empire. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah, because it's so long ago that we've no sense of it. Like, we, like there's only the the writing stuff. Yeah. So what is it actually like? Yeah, what was it really like? And yeah. And obviously, this is something I've been listening to and reading about more recently as well. Like, he was the emperor of the greater western world at the time but you can only imagine that his standard of living was actually probably way worse than ours right now oh terrible i'd say and we're not fucking kings <laughs> yeah shitting in the bucket like yeah <laughs> exactly yeah like terrible and not a real bath just like a hole in the ground that was filled with water and yeah oh shit like that side of it is no way worse like no donuts like <laughs> oh, like what about coffee and yeah, yeah. I'd yeah, say their yeah. wine probably wasn't overly yeah. well yeah I don't know so there you go uh, maybe I'm changing my mind <laughs> <laughs> no I, I think I think the market like a day with Marcus Aurelius would be pretty gangster yeah that would be good yeah what would you do yeah um, do you know like uh, all of those real historical things like I was thinking maybe being in NASA the day of the moon landing you know that like wow. so much work went into that and so much just so much jeopardy like Everyone could die at any moment. The mission could fail at any moment. And then there's this momentous thing, maybe the most momentous thing that anyone's ever seen in their life. And you're in the mission control. Or you're, maybe you're imagine on there. Imagine on yeah, there. Imagine being Neil Armstrong. On the show. Or Buzz. Yeah, like amazing. But uh, so something like that would be f fascinating. But I also think then for a pure, like just an emotional experience that. I watched a documentary, um, Rumble in the Jungle, okay. and it was my favorite movie growing up. It was like um, the the famous fight, Ali Foreman, and the documentary around it was unbelievable because they, they paid off the president of, no, Zaire. no, the president of Zaire paid them to come bring the fight to the country as like a pure yeah. thing, as often is the case. Um, and like it was a really really poor country obviously but Ali was an absolute hero over there so we brought the fight there and they rounded up all of the criminals in the city the week before to not fucking make a mess of anything locked them under a stadium in a prison so they were actually under the prison for the week to make sure that there was no hassle and then all of the local people like th tens and thousands and thousands of people were at the fight it just looked like such an emotionally charged day yeah like the lead up to it the promo for the actual fight and then ali having been like just like having gone backwards in his career but he was still to come out and, do, yeah. to come out and have the comeback win over the big monster uh, it was just it just looked like it was euphoria it was like four in the morning or something over there when the fight happened and i would say an emotional high would be hard to match it and he was my hero growing up. So yeah, to go so back for, and be for there. you then as well, that would be huge thing. I didn't even think of a sporting event. Jesus. Yeah. I like the first CrossFit Games. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool? How shit they were. Yeah. <laughs> shit they but were. like how impressed everyone was while it was going on. Yeah, and how naive. Like the, it was just a, such an early thing. Yeah. It was so early. And to know where it's all going. Unbelievable. Yes, yeah, absolutely class. I'd be interested to hear what other people, would they go yeah. forward or back? forward or back thing I think and then where would you thing. go like yeah. pick a day pick a thing I'm very backward looking for this but I'm sure some people would love to go forward so, yeah forward yeah okay so 
that's our Jose question this week. We're going to move on now to our podcast discussion. And I have a podcast for everyone to go and listen to. It's really short. It's 20 minutes. Yeah. And we're going to discuss it next week. Mm-hmm. And it's from Ben Bergeron on his Chasing Excellence podcast. And it's about mindset. And it's specifically around game day mindset. I wanted us to have a quick chat about um, what we what comes to mind for us when we think game day's coming, there's a certain performance gear we need to switch into on that day, which is helpful to us, that's not causing stress, that's not like um, ruining the day for us, but it's actually getting us excited, getting us focused, uh, so that we can perform at our best. And also just get a bit used to pressurized environments and um, that not being a negative thing, being a positive thing, right? So. Um, you're, I'm gonna. We'll add a link to the podcast. Yeah, let's have a quick chat about what comes to mind for you. When Game you day mindset. Yeah. Well, as soon as you said it to me, I started thinking uh, like back to my rugby days and a bit more of my competitive CrossFit days and how I try to treat them. And a lot of it, like like you said, there's a performance gear, and I'd written a couple of things down. I have some points here. For me, there's an element of stepping up to the plate and putting feelings aside. Like, it doesn't really matter if I'm a bit tired that day, if I'm a bit upset that day, like whatever's gone on mm. in the past 24, 48, 72 hours, it's like, doesn't matter. Step up, do the thing, perform. And then, depending on what there is, so like if I think for game day with the snatch, there's like a, this is all a bit corny whenever I say it out loud, like there's a, an animal mentality like a, a real controlled aggression it's like I dial up some thoughts in my head really try to add some tension and fucking go for it then whenever I come to a workout like at 20.5 it's a bit more strategic much more controlled but still that idea of trying to remove how I feel out of the system and just go 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 so if I think back to the last game day with Jackie like things I didn't want to do but did because it was a performance going broken on the thrusters and going broken on the pull-ups and just like my arms hurt my lungs hurt my legs hurt my head hurts and I just want to drop the bar and I want to drop off the bar but the the thing in my head is like doesn't matter keep going doesn't matter keep going doesn't matter keep going that's what you train for that's going on and on and on over and over and over my head yeah and i think that that's what intuitively people think of when they think of there's a big game day no matter what type of game day it is i need to have my mental toughness on track and that piece of putting your feelings aside is like i can't afford to be vulnerable today i gotta be just tough i just gotta put all that stuff aside that's for my every other day today i just gotta do the thing and i think when when you're talking about you're in the middle of a workout, you're in pain, you're in discomfort, and you have to convince yourself to keep going. I think for me, that's always been my intuitive definition of mental toughness. Yeah. yeah I think you've got to be tough when things get really difficult. Can you not be perturbed, I guess, is the thing. And then that switched a little, well, sorry, not changed, because it's exactly the same, but the details of it kind of changed in my head when I went and studied sports like that time when I did the masters and they had a very like 
I guess, pulled apart definition of mental toughness. It wasn't this general intuitive thing. It was like, here's the components to it. Oh. Here's how you build component A. Here's how you can build component B. Here's how you put them together. And it's like a, a 60 day training program to build mental toughness. And you're, you're training the components like we train our first pull, yeah. second pull, third pull. And it was like, okay, I see the pieces of it now. And it definitely filled out the idea to me. It, it looks a bit more mechanical and less intuitive, but then it makes sense when you think about it. And I think a lot of it is around um, distraction versus focus. Mm. And the, the most mentally tough people, whenever the going gets really difficult, they don't let the difficult circumstances pull their focus away from the job at hand, because the job at hand is, mm-hmm. is the everything. So when I think about it, it, it comes down to a, a focus versus distraction thing, and distraction always comes in. You can't not be distracted all the time. But then the me- most mentally tough people get distracted and get back on focus quicker and more often than everybody mm-hmm. else. So then for me, it's like, it's not so much um, like a pain tolerance type of toughness. Do you get me? Like it's not the person who can just take a beat forever. And go, yeah. It's the person who can very uh, methodically notice they're distracted and get focused again. And those people perform unbelievably well. And no matter how things are going, no matter how much thoughts come into your head about, am I winning? Am I going to lose? What's it going to be like when I lose? What's the time on the clock? And all of those distractions, which are not really relevant to the task, all of those come in, they get back to, okay, they can put those aside and get back to the thing. So that's for me, the thing I wanted to be able to develop in people in the long term for game day. We have an opportunity to come in and get more focused, notice when we're distracted and get back on focus. Because I think it's such a, transferable skill to every area of everything yeah and i would hope that over time we get better as coaches at helping people develop that on game day along with the physical attributes love that so i can't wait to see i can't wait to go and listen to that podcast i haven't listened to it yet but it looks like it's around that topic and if anyone else wants to listen we'll be talking about it then come next week daddy okay so we're nearly there now we've got two more sections we've got our shout out and i've got a very cool shout out this week this is from the Smithfield team, and it's for Jack Dargan, who trains in Smithfield. And the report here is that Jack suffers with epilepsy, and as a result of his epileptic episodes, his muscles get insanely tight. They all get seized up, and they lock up all the time. So what Jack has to do is put in an insane amount of extra work in his body work before and after and um we all know how difficult that is because it's that thing that we all we know we should be doing that we don't we know when we do it our performance gets better health gets better we feel way better but yet we all don't do it yeah because we intuitively like the pain and the sweat and the suffering side of it a bit more it sounds like Jack is killing it. He's doing a huge amount of work. Christopher said he might be the tightest man he's ever met. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got so like, he's got a lot of work to do yeah. all the time, but he gets after it, wow. and he's like he's making so much progress. He's asking lots of questions about how do I improve this position? How do I get this range of motion back? So he's taking ownership, not letting him, uh, not not letting that get in the way of his progress. Nice. And it sounds like he's doing an amazing job. So well done, Jack. Fair play, Jack. I think we all could probably do with a bit of that inspiration. A bit more Jack. Yeah, a bit of that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. 
Um, overrated, underrated. Oh, I only have one this week. And Better be good. <laughs> it's a weird one, to be honest with you. <laughs> so we were thinking about um, when we're on holidays. Yeah. Okay, so we go abroad, new city, and um, overrated or underrated, public transport when on holidays. Uh, oh, overrated. <laughs> I already have a counter to my own thing. <laughs> okay, yeah, and I'm I'm on that same fence, so I'll go underrated, just so that we can have really? the argument. So, you know, in my head, it, it depends on where I'm going and what type of public transport. All right, go on. <laughs> That's where I sound like a dick. I don't like buses. <laughs> yeah, but who likes a bus? Some people like a bus. I hate buses. I don't like buses, coaches, like whatever you want to call them. doesn't matter how nice it is. I don't like them. What I don't like about them is they always get, you always stop so frequently and there's always a delay, always a delay. Trains I'm okay with and then like undergrounds I actually really like. Don't like buses, okay with trains, love underground. So why do you love an underground? A to B. It's going to be there. It's going to be there this time. No questions. Yeah, like so you go to London right? Underground and it's so consistent. Man, so it's so And it's so fast. And I'm like, it's, this is under the city. Like, There's something about it where I'm like, this is unreal. The fact that everything above us is just going on as normal. And you're down here in this dirty, sweaty, smelly There is a novelty tunnel. to us for us, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, because we don't use it every day all the time. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. different. Yeah, and they, don't they say in New York, that's that's one of the things about New York that's unique, that all the New Yorkers, no matter how rich or poor, everyone uses the underground. And that's where everyone gets shoved together. Yeah. And it kind of democratizes the, the Do you place. ever see the videos of um, people in Japan and they like proper, like they push each other in. Yeah. It's like squish, they help more, each other more, squish, more. Yeah. Like, holding yeah. yourself back. See, that, that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, because I, I can't handle the undergrounds. I, I find them fascinating. Yeah. And I go and use them. But I Not for I you. get I get massive anxiety about being stuck in a small tube with people all pressing up against me like oh shit. No, yeah, fuck fair, this. Fair, 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 fair. I don't like it at all. But I what I do find is that you do get as soon as you go and do the underground, like in Paris you go in the underground, it's like, oh now I'm in Paris. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you can it. kind of yeah, avoid yeah, 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 yeah. the realities of Paris only you go and do that. And then you're like, oh, this is what it's like to be here. This is what it's like to live here. You're in there with everybody. So that's cool, but I fucking hate the experience of them. Yeah. I got lost in an underground in Paris before. <laughs> Many years ago. Well, see, that's the that's problem with them then, isn't it? Because it's like you need to get the fucking purple line to get on the green line, but you get off at this stop and then make sure you get yeah, on the but, orange. But I got lost in the station, not even on the train. <laughs> I walked around the station yeah, for 20 like, minutes. I don't know where I am. And every time I went somewhere, I hit a dead end. I was like, oh. There's no way out here, and I go up an escalator, and I go down another avenue. I'm like, oh, no, there's no, oh, there's no way out. And I just walked around the place for twenty minutes, couldn't get out. Of the place. And you're on your own. Oh my god, oh, that's the worst. At least if you're with someone, you're like, oh, this is <laughs> funny. Oh, another dead end. <laughs> just like no, and and I was like, what, what, uh, what have I stepped in? What maze have I stepped into here? How long does it take you to start thinking? Oh, if I want to sleep here tonight, where would I sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Panic. <laughs> but then I got out and I said, I'm just gonna walk the fucking thing. So I walked because I looked at the map and it was like 
three blocks or something. It's like, I could just walk this. And then the fucking size of Paris hit me because I was still on the same block 10 minutes later. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, this is not... A block's not like a, a, ten, a five minute... No, it's wow. not. Yeah, it's giant. So there, you can see the use of them, but fuck that. I don't like them. Yeah, so you'll do a train, you'll do an underground, but you won't do a bus. Oh, uh, I'll avoid buses at all costs. I think it's the, it's the directness. I think of... Um, like I, I did a holiday in the south of France a few years ago and I was in like Nice sort of then Monaco Ez Cannes and it's just like straight line A, B, C, D and it's really easy whereas the the buses oh there's a road blockage you have to go here instead and all of that and it just does my head in yeah and the buses are never quite as comfortable no I'm saying that the tube's the not comfortable no, the, but, you, but you know you're getting on the tube to stand and get squashed. Yeah. On a train. There's an acceptance there. Yeah, yeah exactly. On a train, it's like comfortable. Bus, your knees are stuck into the fucking yeah, seat in yeah, front. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I think, uh, so I said underrated, and I, <laughs> you're actually making the case for underrated. Oh, yeah. I'm doing the opposite here. Um, like, yeah, we've been away with groups all the time, I was saying before. And if there's a big group away and, and everyone's trying to get their, their, you know, public transport passes for the week. And often like, four people jumping in a taxi is cheaper than uh, fucking everyone paying for the tube or whatever and it's like just jump in a taxi go over there it's quicker there's no fucking messing around walking or trying to find the lines and all that sort of shit but the reason, the reason I said underrated is the thing of once you step into that you are stepping into the city I do think you get a feel for the city yeah, you get a feel for it you're less touristy whenever you just embrace this is how people travel around here yeah. 100% and it does work most European cities it works really well so um, when you figure it out the figuring out bit at the start is the awkward bit it's a bit like am I in the right place where do I buy my ticket or, uh, yada yada but once you have it figured out you're like okay now I know do you ever find you can even do research around it and it's still a bit like uh, this is wrong yeah you just can't you, you have to really feel it out I, I worked at the London Olympics in 2012 what did you? yeah and so I was living in London for like three weeks <laughs> staying at uh, my friend's sister's apartment and by the end of it I could get to any point in the city without really having to think and it was just so easy and free flowing it's like oh this one then that one it that one works. then this one yeah and I can imagine living there it must feel like that because it's just so all right, we're going here today, Delhi. I better go now to do the thing. But the first couple of days is like, I better leave now. And then you're standing and you're waiting and everything's clunky. You're like, am I on the right platform? Is it that one or is it that yeah, one? Yeah, which way is this going? Yeah. Oh, it's going this way. I wonder, is that the right way? Yeah, there's so much panic. But once you get into it, it's so easy. It's so easy. And even if you do mess it up, you're like, oh, silly me. <laughs> you just readjust and go again. Yeah, I know some people love the whole point of figuring out the public transport is part of the city break for them ah. they're like I'm going over I'm going to do the whole thing and really? it's, it's part of the like the, the nerdiness thrill of, of all, the yeah. thrill of it all is I'm going to go figure it out yeah so <laughs> if you're into your public transport abroad let us know we'd love to hear from you um, we're going to leave it there for this week thanks everyone